Hello and welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 10th, 2021, and this is episode number 25. On today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the state of affairs in America. It's becoming increasingly obvious that our republic is under attack by enemies, both foreign and domestic. We're going to identify what is occurring and what our options are for addressing these issues. But before we dive into that, I'd like to get a little business out of the way. Along with many of our viewers and listeners, I share in the excitement of our show continuing to grow. We are now reporting increasing numbers of downloads from all across the United States, as well as from all over the globe, from the UK to France and Canada to Kenya and Australia to Algeria. As our viewership and listenership continues to grow, so does our opportunity to attract advertisers, but we're not quite there yet. So for now, we rely upon you, our viewers and listeners to support this podcast. So if you like what we're dropping into the mic, please consider supporting our show by, by visiting our website at freeamericapodcast.com, where you will find um, several different ways in which you can contribute to our show. First of all, is this button up here at the top where you click on contribute. It'll take you to a page for our Patreon page where you can become a, a one-time supporter or a regular supporter to our podcast. And then also, if you uh, scroll down on the main homepage, you will see past, of course, our videos and podcast links, an opportunity to support us through PayPal. So if you're more comfortable using the PayPal platform to support us, for the time being, we are still able to take PayPal donations. But at the state of affairs these days, they are shutting down conservative voices all across the country. And of course, you also have our affiliate marketing section where you can actually get something in exchange for your money. So here we have um, personal finance, we have self-defense, we also have health and fitness. And we think that these three aspects are important for you in these troubled times. Of course, money is important to help pay the bills as well as take care of yourself and your family. Self-defense is important to be able to defend yourself and your family. And of course, health and fitness, it's always important to be healthy and fit especially during these difficult times when there's virus floating around and there's a lot of people um, getting sick. And if you're healthy and you have a healthy immune system, then you're going to survive this just fine. But uh, keep in mind that if you do go and utilize these services, please use one of these red buttons to do so. And in doing so, you will actually help finance us because we get a commission every time you use one of these products or services. So keep that in mind next time you're um, looking for any of those types of products because those can help finance Free America. All right. So um, previously at this point in the show, I would also ask for you to follow us on social media. But as of 11 p.m. last night, my personal account, as well as the account for Free America, were disabled on both Facebook and Instagram. And I have no doubt that Twitter will soon follow. To that end, I am in the process of setting up alternative accounts for Free America at Gab, Parler, and MeWe. And due to our YouTube channel being suspended, I have set up parallel accounts at BitChute and Rumble, where you can find this episode and others 
just by searching Free America Podcast, all one word, on those platforms. So on that note, I would like to start off today's podcast by talking about the widespread silencing of conservative voices by big tech. As many of you know, as many of you are probably now aware, President Donald Trump has been banned from all mainstream social media platforms. Like many of you, I find this highly disturbing. What's more concerning is that it's not just the president who has been banned, but thousands of other prominent figures who operate in conservative circles who have also been banned, myself included. I began today's podcast by stating that our republic is under attack. Now, this is not hyperbole. This is a fact. For the last four years, Democrats have been attempting a coup to unseat a duly elected president by pushing false claims of collusion with Russia. They've also attempted to have the president removed by way of an impeachment. Now, they finally found success by stealing the two most recent elections, both nationally and in Georgia. This theft was aided and abetted by the Department of Justice, the FBI, the Supreme Court, the mainstream media, big tech, the medical mafia, and several members of the establishment wing of the Republican Party. So how do I know we're under attack? Well, one of the first actions that is taken when engaging in a war is to disable your enemy's ability to communicate. And that is exactly what has transpired this past week. We've also been hearing the words sedition and treason thrown about by elected officials and the media. Clues as to the intention of those who will no doubt soon call for the mass arrests of Trump supporters. It is not at all unusual for Democrats and their allies to accuse others of that which they themselves are guilty of. And this case is no different. Which means that mass arrests of Democrats and their partners in crime are probably imminent. This would explain Nancy Pelosi's rush to not only impeach President Trump, but to invoke the 25th Amendment in an effort to strip him of his power to do just that. Regardless of the outcome, our country is facing a difficult road ahead. It is by consent that we allow ourselves to be governed. So what happens when people withdraw that consent? What recourse do we have as individuals to hold our elected representatives accountable for their crimes against our country and its citizenry? It is my hope that today's guests will help shed some light on the subject and provide us with the information we need to achieve that goal. Please join me in welcoming Private Attorney General Adriana Estevez. Hi, Adriana. Hi, Nick. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Great. Thank you for coming on the show today. It's quite an honor to have you. Thank you. So uh, I know as we spoke before the show, you said that that before you speak, you're, you, you have to make a, a disclosure because we're talking about legal matters here. So yes. uh, would you yeah. like to do that first off? Yes, let me do a formal introduction. This is Private Attorney General Adriana Estevez on the record. And number one, like I said, thank you. The reason I have to do a disclosure is because all the files here are under pending criminal investigation with multiple agencies, including the FBI and the NSA. And so I am not anti-government, I'm anti-corruption. I've been fighting the public corruption war for about 12 years now and disqualified over 1,602 judges here in the state of California and in Hawaii. 
And it is necessary for the public to know that I am not anti-government, I'm anti-corruption, and I'm for, of, and by the people. And that's my full disclosure on the record. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. So you're a private attorney general. Is that like a an attorney general in a state or a federal attorney general? Uh, for the record, I'm not an attorney. A private attorney general is an average person who defends the public when the public servants have failed. And if there's mail fraud, wire fraud, racketeering influenced and corrupt organization violations, a private attorney general, an average citizen will step up to the plate. And so yeah. there has to be those characteristics in order for the private attorney general to uh, get involved. Interesting. Interesting. So you said now you you have disqualified judges. Um, can you can you walk us through that process or tell us exactly what that means? Well, number one, before I go forward, because I also do ministry, as I've told you before, yeah. all glory and honor to the father. He's given me the spiritual gift of knowledge and wisdom. And so when I disqualify a judge, he's not allowed to hear my cases. And the reason being, and I'm going to take it a little slower because I know sometimes people take notes, is that these judges, not only are they working for a private corporation, they have a financial conflict of interest in these cases. These cases started in the year 2007 when I became involved, when 15 million people lost their homes with manufactured fraudulent documents. Okay, so you're talking about that when the the banks foreclosed uh, on, on a lot of people due to the financial crisis? That is correct. In 2007, there was a phone call made from the queen out of England, and it was time to collect. The American people were not aware of that, and we took a complete dive. Uh, the houses and the promissory notes were destroyed and they were put into trust accounts at the Security Exchange Commission. So these houses that went into foreclosure were actually put into trust accounts. The only problem is that the trust account was terminated. And what that means is it was closed. So the promissory note was destroyed and turned into a mortgage-backed security certificate and it was placed into a trust account and it was only open from 30 to 45 days and then it was terminated, which caused them to create money laundering and tax evasion and other violations. Interesting. And so these are these are the the charges that you are laying out to pursue against um, the banks, I take it. And mine are a little bit more simpler. I do have all the knowledge of the whole picture because the Lord has allowed me to see the whole picture. But in reality, when the trust account was terminated, they were forced to manufacture fraudulent false documents. And the way they did that is they had a company in Santa Ana, California, with about 8,000 employees forging the name of about 1,100 notaries. And so I caught them slipping with the signatures. The signatures ended up being check marks, Nick. I, I, that, to me, that doesn't sound very legal. And I mean, I understand that a, someone's signature can be just their mark. It can be an X on a piece of paper. But uh, I, I'm sure if you were to match that signature with the the person who is uh, supposed to be uh, the the the, um, uh, the notary, the notary. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you would probably find that that a check mark does not match the signature of the notary public. That is correct. I took it. Um, I went into the report very detailed. I pulled the oath of office of the notary, 
And in the oath, it says there that you must match all signatures and anything that's used with the notary public. Their only job is to verify the person that is across from them. But what happened here is the manufacturing plant, uh, their name is Lender Processing Service. And what they did was they paid 8,000 employees an hourly wage, and then they would forge the name of the notary public. So they would show the signature, but after uh, 2,000 signatures, I guess their hand got tired, so they started doing check marks and faces and little stars and so on and so forth. Wow. Wow. I actually, actually have proof of that. If you'd like to see one of them, I could show you. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, we we we. I mean, if you'd like to just hold it up to the camera, that's 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 fine. We don't need to actually pull up the document unless you've got it. Would you have it on screen over there? Yes, I do. Let me. I wrote a letter to Senator Feinstein, and I showed her the check marks, and she um, surrendered her jurisdiction. She washed her hands. So. Wow. Pull up this one. At the time, I only had eleven million victims. Now I have over fifteen million. And I'm going to go ahead and just space it that way so you're able to see a little bit there. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to go right into the signature. So this is the one that I wrote to her. That was in the year 2015. I don't know if you can see that. So we're going to go ahead and go into the signatures. This notary in particular, she was suspended by the Secretary of State. And we're going to look at one signature there. I don't know. Are you able to see that? Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Let's go ahead and look at the next signature. Her name is Bonnie Dawson. And then we're going to look at the next signature. And as you can see, it's the same notary, but the signature is a little different. Yeah, completely different. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic when I say a little. And so this penal code violations right here, this is an actual felony under penal code 115. And let's go ahead and look at the check mark that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And so millions of people lost their homes with manufactured fraudulent forged documents. And that's a little Wow. That's, that is, it's, it's, it's horrifying to think that it's so easy to take away someone's life that way by just manufacturing a fraudulent document and, and apparently getting away with it. I mean, what, what is, where are we at at this point in terms of recovering these, these people's assets? Well, it would be a step-by-step. -step. It's taken me 12 years to establish the common law court. But before I was before I established the common law court, I became a court of record, which is a judicial tribunal. And so a judicial tribunal exercises in everything independently of all magistrates. Those are also known as the judges. So I've taken to my advantage and made the opportunity or gave the opportunity to the public servants that are existing now in uh, in in the legislative, judicial, and executive branch. The problem is that as I started digging and digging, I found out that the United States Inc. was a private company. And then I found out that all the courts were privately owned. And so by finding all that information, then I found out that's why the reason the reason the sheriff and the attorneys could not help us or the judges because they were involved in the same crime. The company lender processing service, they had to change their name to Black Knight Financial because in 2010 they were exposed as forging all these signatures. And the notary who exposed them, her name was Tracy Lawrence. Uh, she was, she's dead now. We'll just leave it at that. And um, the attorney general that was investigating lender processing service 
with all these fraudulent signatures, she ended up moving up to a higher position in Senate. Her name is uh, Mrs. Cortez. I believe her name is Catherine Masto Cortez. So she relieved them of all the uh, crimes and she moved up position. So we know clearly what happened there. The bottom line of the story is we had a notary, I might, in my opinion, murdered uh, because she was going to disclose who did all this. So Lender Processing Service changed their name to Black Knight Financial, who is owned by Fidelity. And then as I went further investigating, it turns out that the Vice President of Fidelity Litigation is a judge by the name of Douglas Stern, and he's on my commission order for arrest. I've already issued arrest orders. Okay, now... And I'm, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, since the sheriffs are on the on the same team as the people you're trying to arrest how, how is how are we going to how would you affect that uh military tribunal my last order which we have here on the screen it is called the great commission and special judicial and what that does is it's able to impose a military tribunal and connect with the judicial tribunal so that we're able to pick up the corrupt individuals that are under treason treason under Title 18, United States Code Section 2381. And so as you're probably aware, in some circumstances, those people suffer death. Yes, yes, yes. And I, it's interesting you bring that up because I believe recently by executive order, President Trump included death by firing squad as another option. And I found that kind of amusing that uh, we might actually see something that's that harkens back to the old days of of uh, the way of executing traitors so yes one of the judges that i disqualified i remember clearly and i have the recording and he i told him you're under treason and then he said what does that mean murder and i said with the firing squad sir so it was, i was actually prophesizing without knowing what was really going to happen to him but some of the judges that I've disqualified face to face, I always tell them that they're under treason and that I will be picking up with the military tribunal. And so right now my goal is to meet with uh, Flynn, General Flynn, and hopefully President Trump in all my interviews that I will be doing, because I'm just going public now, I'm making every conservative effort to reach our president because he needs to know that all the courts are privately owned. Yeah, you, you said so that's something you brought up before and something I'd, I'd kind of like to delve into just a little bit more before we take a look at that document is that the, the, the courts are privately owned. They're a private corporation, as is the United States. As that's, that is, that's why the United States of America is written in all caps, because it's a corporation. And I believe it was incorporated when we, uh, in what is it, was it 1913 or... It was in 1871, the Vatican Corporation came in and suspended the 1776 Declaration of Independence and established themselves. And at that point, they established the USA Inc. Okay. And and the POTUS at the time was Barack Obama. In, 18, in char- 1871? In, in 1871. No, I'm talking about recently. Oh. Uh, it's, it was Barack Obama not too long ago. And so in 1871 is when the Vatican came in and took over. Okay, got it, got it. I know, and but in I think it was it was 1913 is when we shifted over to uh, away from away from uh, well being basically owned by the banks. 
Is that, is yes, that correct? the Federal Reserve steps in and then we have what they call the negotiable instruments promissory notes because, of course, we remove the whole uh, back by gold scenario. So, right. And then, of course, the Department of Treasury, which is another private company. And so everything was changed. All the wording was changed from the real to a new corporation. And so when you do all that, that becomes a de facto government. And I don't know if you're aware what the word de facto means. It means kind of as as recognized or uh, as I don't know. What don't you explain it to our to our our listeners and viewers? Uh, de facto means that it is a government, a king, or an affair, and for all practical purposes, it must be accepted, but which is illegal and illegitimate. Hmm. Okay. So in other words, in other words, they're an existing, they're existing, they're playing the role, they're taking the possession, supreme possession, but it is illegal and illegitimate. The opposite of de facto is de jure, which is a rightful, constitutional, legitimate, legal government. So in my writings, I've had to take over the possession back to the de jure, and then I restored everything back to 1776. Okay. Now, in that case, let's say we've got an elected president in office, we've got all these Congress people, and we switched over to de jure. Um, the, would that completely strip away their power? That is correct. Okay. That is correct. Well, number one, they're working for a private company. And number two, they're committing, most of them, public corruption. And number three, they're not in compliance. So I'm gonna give you an example. We have a person by the name of Pelosi uh, as a Speaker of the House, and she has not filed her statement of economic interest. So she's not in compliance. And the reason she hasn't filed is because she's married to a man that owns a good portion of San Francisco, I'm assuming. And so I, I guess she hasn't wanted to expose that. And so when you're not in compliance, you should not be taking a seat as well as Adam Schiff and other people that I have all their financials. Every public servant, even though they're an actor, they must file a statement of economic interest. And it has to be transparent because they're, quote, public officials. And so we, the people, must see what type of conflict of interest they might have. That's why Thomas Jefferson said, do not allow permanent judges to make the decisions on your case because they could be tempted by bribery, by a political or by executive favors or spirit of brotherhood. And so these people have not shown transparency. Yeah. Well, I agree. It seems as if our judicial system has been compromised either by bribery or by blackmail, one one or the other. I, I really don't know what it is, but obviously something isn't working because there was no relief offered by the courts with regard to the hearing of evidence of election fraud, whether that was at the state level or the federal level and even on up to the Supreme Court. So that's that's constrained. It's, it's extremely concerning that they're they're participating what what are supposed to be these these honorable institutions i mean judges people always refer to judges as your honor you know as in they are in honor and apparently they are in dishonor by doing by doing what they're doing um yeah we had a we had a guest on episode four who was really well versed on all of the particulars of being in honor, being in dishonor, um, offering a, a, like a, a contract to, to go into contract with someone or to not, 
or to what's the way what's the word i'm looking for it was uh consent consent correct and and thereby you or you agree to or you accept their offer and then you make a counter offer and this is the way it, it actually works but a lot of people are very unfamiliar with that could do you, do you could you go into that a little bit for us uh yes because they're privately owned companies and i'm going to use the word or the restaurant mcdonald's you choose if you want to eat there or not that is your option but what they have put upon the people is a spirit of fear and so when you see these bailiffs walking around with their guns you automatically assume and presume that they are a real entity that they are a real company that they're an actual government court and in reality they're a private company so they use trickery to trick people to fall right into the picture there. They say guilty or not guilty, but your response should always be, I'm not contracting with your private company, sir. Because right. once you give them consentment, a lot of these judges, you can hear in some of my recordings, he will say, why don't you just have a seat and make yourself comfortable? The minute you take a seat, guess what you're doing? You're agreeing to the contract. That's correct. Right, right, wow. And they, they're very, they're very, they're very tricky in the way that they do that. Obviously, like you just said, you'd think it's just a very innocuous thing to ask someone to have a seat when in fact, by doing so, you're, you're, you, you've agreed to, to a contract. Wow. That's another thing that people are not aware of. And I'm really, really happy because right now I think I posted this on Facebook that I told them to blast it everywhere, but people need to know that they do rituals before they come out on every person's name that comes out on the record there, they do a ritual before. So you have, you're literally terrified by the time you get up there. And so they have you pretty much controlled. Wow. Yeah. It's very dark actually. It seems so. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in a courtroom before, you know, for a traffic citation and yeah, it is kind of uh, a, a, a scary place to be. You, you just feel the, the tension and the, I don't know. It feels like evil, to be honest with you. It feels like, well, they're trying, they're, yeah, they're trying to dominate you, trying to control your soul. And and a lot of people don't realize that that you're a living soul. Therefore, you're not necessarily controlled by these people. You're your straw man, your 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 fictional corporation, your name in all caps is what is is being controlled by these people. And you, yeah, people don't know that you can kind of detach from that and actually take possession of that to where they can't be in control of that. So I, I would like to add to that, that not too long ago in 2018, they assembled a false case against me because I use the word private attorney general. So they, they assume and presume that I'm stating that I'm a bar member. I'm not a bar member. A private attorney general is an average person who stands up on behalf of the public when the public servants have failed. So thank God there's private attorney generals. Unfortunately, most of them went, most of them are gone since 1960. They were, my understanding is executed, murdered, or removed uh, from 1960. And then now we had a couple of them that brought were brought out, but uh, even now they're missing a couple of other ones that I knew about, they're missing. This is a very, very dangerous position because you have to go challenge these corrupt individuals. Judge Stern, the one that owns Lender Processing Service, Vice President of Fidelity, he is practicing public corruption because when I report crimes to the judge in their face, 
they have to report those crimes because if not, they violate their oath of office and they enter into treason. Do you see how dangerous it could be for them? It put, yeah. I put them in a checkmate position to where they're forced to report these penal code violations to proper authorities. But everybody from the police, the sheriff, the DA, the AG, all the way up have covered each other, including the FBI. Wow. Uh, this, this sounds like a conspiracy of the largest order. I mean, this is massive. This is pretty much everybody that we've put our trust in in these positions of power is complicit in this crime. And the reason that most of them, even the ones that are so-called decent people, because there's not one good, says the Lord, not one. Uh, but even the ones that are decent that would like to do something about it, they don't do it because they know their higher ups, who they really are and what they're capable of. And the people need to know, like the Bible says, we are not fighting a war of flesh and blood, says Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It is a spiritual war. And when we don't comprehend that, we just become another victim. And the word victim in Black's Law Dictionary means sacrifice. Wow. Yeah. And it seems like they have been sacrificing the American people, especially as of recent. Mm -hmm. They've put on the altar of sacrifice the tens of thousands of, if not hundreds of thousands of small businesses all across the United States, all in the name of safety and all done even by their own standards illegally. That's correct. Yeah. And wow. so I, I was telling you earlier that about four and a half weeks ago, I was arrested inside the courtroom. And it's and, and I would like to share that all the glory to the father first, but it just tells you the power that you have when you do not consent with privately owned facilities. Please, please share with us. Uh, I, I also represent the prisoners. I know that right now many prisoners, uh, family members are listening to this podcast. Uh, the prisoners are in privately owned prisons and a lot of the judges have stock holdings in the prisons. So what they do is they assemble false cases and add more time that they're able to uh, get more money off that person, number one. Right. So I went to court on a prisoner case about four and a half weeks ago, and me and my marshal only took one marshal with me. And when I sat down, uh, I took a picture of where the judge sits because I already had disqualified five judges on the same case, but it was only in writing, not verbally. There's a huge difference when you disqualify a judge in writing versus verbally. And so I knew that there was going to be war because I had to do it verbally. And we're talking a criminal courthouse in downtown LA. So it was going to get very ugly. And I told my marshal, you know what? There's going to be a war today. You need to be prepared and we need to be prepared in prayer. So we prayed Psalm 91. And as I took a picture where the judge sits, uh, they did a switch and bait because it wasn't the same judge that was on, you know, the name that they had posted there. It was another judge that came out. But because I took a picture, the district attorney came out and she reported it to the bailiff that I had taken a picture or she said I recorded. To make a long story short, he came and he took away my phone. And of course, I was not happy, but I was not about to create a chaotic scene because I needed to disqualify the judge first. Mm -hmm. And so the judge finally came out, he called the case and I came in as a special appearance 
And I explained to him that I was a private attorney general and that he was under investigation under public corruption. And so then he would remain disqualified. He would not be able to hear the case because the prisoner never contracted with him. Therefore, he was now holding him hostage. So the judge was in shock. Nobody has ever told him that before. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I turn around and I tell the bailiff, give me my phone back. In other words, I didn't say please. I demanded that he give me my phone back. And when I did that, the judge said to me, Mrs. Estevez, I will find you in contempt of my court. And I turned around and I said to him, do as you please. I'm not in your jurisdiction and I'm not contracting with your private facility. And you know exactly who I am. Yeah. And then, and then he, he and I said, so do as you please. And then I said, give me my phone the second time. And at that point, the judge said, arrest her. So I had four officers on me. The judge already had pushed the terrorist button. So 10 officers were coming in the hallway, plus the other ones that were on their way afterwards. So I had a total of 20 officers. And at that point, I put my hands in the back and I told the marshal to relieve my stuff to, in other words, exit the building, get out of here with all my personal belongings. And at that point, by all God's glory, the judge humbled himself and he said to me, Mrs. Estevez, I'm going to give you another opportunity. And I said, speak. And he said, if you never come back and you leave in peace, I will let you go. And I said, that's fine. Now give me back my phone and take off these handcuffs now. It was such a shock for the officers because remember, I had just called him corrupt in his face. I called him a a mafioso in his face. So they were deeply offended that their that their daddy would not do anything to touch me. But it was because I was not consenting. I was not entering into any contract. So I said, do as you please. I'm not contracting and I'm not in your jurisdiction. Wow. So I was released immediately in seconds. And then they played with my phone. At the end of the day, I got my phone back. And I told the watch commander that I would be back to pick up his corrupt individual. And I would also be taking down his boss, which is the sheriff of that county, because I have arrest orders that are filed in court against all these judges. Filed in which kind of court? I have them uh, as a public notice. Anytime you do a arrest order from a common law court or a judicial tribunal, you have to put on there for public notice, perpetual memory and testimony. And what that means is that I'm only notifying you. In other words, we're not entering into contract. I'm only giving you a notice. So they're filed in their courts. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. So you're basically using their own, their own, their own system. Yeah. That's excellent. And, and a lot of times I will pull the watch commander from their own facility, which is my enemy, and I will bring them with me against their own judge. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. And he complies. Of course. Of course, and I don't call them officers. I call them public servants. Right, which which they uh, that is the appropriate title. That is correct. Right, right. But in my video here that I have a recording of a disqualification, the judges do not want to be called public servant, so he pushed the terrorist button. I had 17 officers chase me, five of them being Homeland Security, to my car. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you want... Did you want to play that for us? Yeah, let me go ahead and turn it this way. Okay. Here and here we go. 
That's not really coming through too clearly. I think there's two videos playing. Hold on. Okay. I think that's why, because we have this one open. Let me take this one off. Okay. 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 So, can you still hear me? Yes. I'm yes. Okay. Let's try it one more time. It should be clear. This is a Somer case. Okay, I guess I'll play the appellate court. All right. Let me forward it a little bit. Turn it up a little bit as well, if you can. Get the volume uh, up uh, up a little yeah. higher. Okay. Okay. Permission to approach, Your Honor. I'll be very respectful with all due respect and all rights reserved. No, I'm not an attorney. I'm a private attorney general under Title 42, Section 1988. That's an excuse me. Let me finish. Under Title 42, Section, excuse me. I am not done, Your Honor. And as my public servant, you will obey. Your Honor, are you my public servant? Your Honor, are you my public servant? I have a point of order. Right now, I'm asking you a question. Are you a public servant? You need to allow me to finish my statement. You are disqualified under California Civil Code 170.6, 170.1, under Title 28, Section 455, and under Penal Code 182, Penal Code 115, Penal Code 470 for the record. This files under open investigation with the FBI, the District Attorney, the Attorney General, and John Boehner, the Speaker of the House. We are not contracting with your company or your corporation. And this file is now over. And I'm going to welcome you to recuse yourself and silence yourself, Your Honor. We're not contracting. You're, you're disqualified. All you're disqualified. <laughs> well, he didn't sound too happy about that. He sounded. Nope. He said he he didn't sound too happy about that. So I could imagine his surprise as to someone who actually knows the law and and called him out on his flagrant violation of several laws yes he had to go look up the codes afterwards because he was not aware this is an appellate court judge which means that we had three judges sitting on the bench at that moment and we went into a moment of silence all the people that were in there were completely in shock that he was slapped back mm -hmm. yeah you but, you you definitely put him in his place. Uh, you know, he was trying to interrupt you and and you did use the proper procedure, Robert's Rules of Orders, which Robert's Rules of Order, which states that, you know, you had you have a point of order and and you had the right to uh, cont continue and finish your statement. That is correct. He wow. was in shock and he was in shock. And the reason that the bailiff didn't get up to attack me is because I put the bailiff as a witness against the judge. I take name, badge, numbers, and everything before we go on the stage. Oh, you say stage. Why, why is that? Because they're registered as a theater and acting company. R really? <laughs> hence, hence, acting judge. We are not here to entertain the motion as in motion pictures. If you ever go to the uh, courthouse, there's a picture there with the theater, and the picture is about maybe five stories high, and it's a theater with red curtains, and the guy's on the stage with the lights, and there's fallen angels on the top. How do you like that? I could send you the picture. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, now, I've noticed a lot of judges, or there are judges, I noticed in, in like traffic court where I said I went before for this uh, citation, that it wasn't a judge who was hearing the case, it was a commissioner. Mm -hmm. So what 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 is a commissioner compared to a judge and do they have the same power or what is the, what's 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 going on there well number one a commissioner is not a judge and they are normally my understanding is they don't have an oath of office i don't i would have to check that more thoroughly but they're not an actual judge as a matter of fact you can say i don't want a commissioner i don't stipulate to a commissioner i want a judge to hear my case but i think a commissioner uh, causes more harm because they're not actual judges. So anytime I have a traffic ticket, I don't stipulate to any commissioner. Mm -hmm. And so right now, uh, I don't even contract with the court. So that's a whole different, a whole different animal. Right. I, I would say if you, you know, if you don't stipulate with a commissioner, only a judge, but then when you get before the judge, you say, I don't even contract, I don't contract with this, the court. So therefore the point is moot. I mean, is, is that it, is that it, is that it? At the at, at that point, would they just dismiss the citation? Well, no. Norm, normally, I've had citations dismissed, but I had I asked for a jury trial because most of them are misdemeanors, and a jury trial normally makes it get dismissed because we're not going to pull a jury for misdemeanor. It's not going to happen. So I get my cases dismissed on on requesting a jury trial in the traffic violations. But right now I'm moving a step higher, which means that I'm going into a diplomat status so we don't even enter into any business with these privately owned facilities. Right, right. When and you're in a diplomat status, you're going directly, uh, you're directly under a sovereign God and you would be a sovereign organ and you don't contract with any of these facilities. You don't contract with the illusional artificial world. Right, you, you're your own head of state. That's correct. You're your own, basically your own country. You, you were. Your own it. nation, because in the diplomat status, they're able to use titles as kings, queens, princes, or any other title because it's your own nation. And that's what was taken away from the people. And so my Lord says, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. Absolutely. And I, and I believe a lot of people have been uninformed and uneducated as to what their actual rights are as as living beings you know we've we've been it the truth has been hidden from us for a very long time and it's so it's it's exciting to meet people such as yourself and others who have taken the time to really research this thoroughly and to be able to articulate it and present it to people in such a way that it's understandable I don't think anything, you know, at this point is kind of beyond the 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 understanding of the of a common person. I mean, I'm 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 no attorney. I'm I don't really, you know, I, I haven't gone to law school, but I'm familiar with the terminology that you're using. And I think a lot of people would be. So certainly appreciate you you making these efforts to stand up on behalf of people. Now, you mentioned to me pre previously that you you have reached out or are trying to reach out to the president of the united states is that in order to get the military backing to execute these warrants against these uh, corrupt officials uh yes yes as a matter of fact that's my my goal right now is to reach the president 
many years ago, he made an attempt to contract with me in reference to representing as a representative of the 41st district here in California. But I cannot work for a private facility or private company or corporation such as the United States Inc. Uh, I explained to President Trump in writing that I would like him to be the commander in chief and the president of the United States of America de, uh, de jour, and that I'm willing to do the cleanup on the house. I just need the men and the facilities to store these public corrupt individuals. And like I told the sheriff of LA County, I'm coming after all your public corrupt judges. And so these judges are participating uh, uh, under treason. They have stocks in the same companies where they're violating and committing racketeering. And so uh, arrest orders are already out and in effect. And I'm willing to go with a military tribunal. And, and being that I'm a judicial tribunal, like I told the United States Marshal, Mr. Pennington uh, and Mr. Marcelino, I told them that we are gonna come back and pick up their judges and they need to stand down. And so I've made every effort in the state level, federal level, executive, legislative, and judicial branches. So now uh, the people are need to stand up now because we need to enforce this. And like I said in my Great Commission order, we're going back to the battlefield for our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor that we have to stand up against these individuals. I have the uh, Judge Advocate General. We also have corruption in certain military uh, agencies because those are also privately owned. Uh, so we also have to clear that up. And so it's a lot of cleanup, but somebody has to do it. And I'm willing to take the job. And like I told President Trump, it's on the house. And so just give me what I need and I will go out to battle. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna be receiving probably about 20,000 troops and we will be doing a nice cleanup and we will put people that are gonna be actual government. None of this, how much are you gonna give me? What am I gonna make? Let's give them 50 years instead of 20. Do you understand? Yeah, well. All these assembled cases. Right, right. I would like to share just a brief uh, story of one of my prisoners that was being tortured in Delano, California. He okay. was being tortured and abused. Uh, they ended up putting him in a wheelchair. And the day they were attacking him, I called the sheriff of Delano County. His name was Sheriff Young Blood. And I explained to him that I needed him to send some officers into the prison because they were torturing him. And he told me, that's not my jurisdiction. So in other words, if, he's, if he gets killed, that's your problem. So my question is to the people, and I hope everybody's listening, and I know that I'm going to blow this uh, podcast everywhere because I'm about to go public. What happens when somebody is being tortured and murdered or killed? Who's going to defend the people? At what point? What happens when 50 million houses are taken away with fabricated fraudulent documents owned by a company that's involved with all the judges? Who do the people go to? Where do the people go? And then you call the FBI, and I know that they're listening, and they all wash their hands. They just want to deal with little fish. The time they came into my office, they were talking about a specific individual. I said, I have an entire whale here of corruption. What are you going to do? You battle public corruption. Where are you? I can't see you. Yeah. It seems like the FBI is noticeably absent from, from what I've seen with this, this most recent election, the presidential election here in 2020. 
and when presented with you know mounds and mountains of evidence that's correct they they completely ignored it and chose not to investigate at all as has the, the department of justice and so for 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 me to hear you saying that they chose not to investigate this this mountain of corruption from all of our elected officials from the judici judicial and legislative executive. branches mm -hmm. and executive branches that they chose not to investigate it it's it doesn't surprise me now to hear that uh, it's 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 glaringly obvious and so right the question is you know what do we do what what do we as people do as individuals um how can we become engaged in this how what 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 impact can we make well, I, I have the answer, all glory to the Father, because the Bible says, I use the ignorant, unlearned, and vile to shame the knowledgeable, says the Lord. So I don't have any type of formal education, um, but I am humble to the Father and a lot of prayer. But the Lord has given me the whole puzzle. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a military tribunal. I do want to meet with Trump. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to be meeting also uh, with Kennedy. And so these people are connected to Trump. And the only reason I want to meet with him specifically is because he's being violated and the people are literally speaking and yelling and calling out to help him and everybody's ignoring it. And that's not right. We need to start arresting individuals. Uh, and they need, once we make examples of many, then you know what, the other ones are going to start straightening out because they're not going to want to be picked up either. Uh, a lot of these judges that issued these orders on the prisoners, they were not even in compliance. They didn't even have their financials filled out. So why are you allowed to sit there and violate people and you're not even showing the transparency? What if you have stock in that privately owned prison? And now I understand that they have life insurance policies on each head. Isn't that horrifying? Really? Yes. Yeah, I mean... That's that is because I, from what I understood, and someone explained this to me once, that that police don't have the mandate to protect you unless you're in their custody, and then when you're in their custody, it is that's they're supposed to protect you. So to hear that they take out life insurance policies on these prisoners, it, it makes sense because I I when I was much much younger found myself in Men's Central Jail downtown. This was for a failure to appear on a traffic citation. I was young. I didn't know any better. I went back to try to reconcile with the court and offered to make payment, and they arrested me immediately and took me down to Men's Central Jail. I was 19 years old. And it was a pretty hor horrific experience, especially in that when we got to uh, what was called a day room where there are a lot of bunk beds linked together, myself and another person were sitting on the bump beds just having a conversation and there was a roving gang of hispanic gang members who were going around shaking people down for their possessions and they came up to us and they shook down the guy in the bunk next to me and took his stuff and beat him up and then they mm -hmm. looked at me and 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 they asked me how much i had i said i've got three dollars you know here you can have it and and he also took my t-shirt and and the thing that that bothered me about that interaction was standing about 10 feet away was a sheriff with a shotgun. And exactly. I looked at him and I said, what the, right. fuck? you know, what the hell? And, and he goes, boys will be boys. Wow. And I was like, wow. are you kidding me? So he just allowed for me to be essentially robbed right in front of him, 
even even though it is his mandate to protect me under under his while I'm under his care. And so then I I mean at that at young age I realized that that the system all- yeah the system is not what exactly it's not what we we think it is it's not what we're told it is it's not what we're led to believe it is and and it's 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 disheartening and it can be I think depressing for a lot of people to learn that fact for the first time I know I know since that time I've I've come into an understanding of new information and knowledge that has led me to. The, the the new understanding that that nothing is really what it seems and it can be depressing to learn these things at first but i found that the best remedy for anger despair and fear is knowledge and That's information true. you know and so I'm, I'm like i said i'm so glad that you're here with us today to help kind of clarify what the problem is but also present the solutions amen amen Amen. The Bible, the Bible says, and you shall seek the truth, and the truth will set you free. Right. And so I know it's uncomfortable for many people. I represent about fifteen different type of nations, uh, people, people from all parts of the world. And I remember that the Lord told me I was going to be an ambassador of many nations. And so people don't come to America to make get a worse life. They want to better their life. And so people like. Diane Feinstein, who sent me a letter surrendering her jurisdiction. I mean, why would you do that? We had 11 million victims at the time, and you're going to wash your hands. But the beautiful thing is that she signed the letter. I have the letter, and I have other public servants that have surrendered their jurisdiction. So to me, it's very, very positive. It's taken me many years, but I have gathered about a half a ton of evidence stored in a private facility, uh, letters where they surrender their jurisdiction. So if everybody keeps surrendering their jurisdiction, what's going to happen is that they're going to allow me to have the way open. And basically their idea is, well, if you want to commit suicide, you're on your own. Keep walking. And so as long as they move out of the way, we get to the proper people. And I know that this is all God's plan. The Bible says that he puts the kings and he removes the kings of this earth. And so uh, lately, Mr. Flynn, General Flynn, was discussing 1776. Not too long ago, one of their interviews, he says, we're going to send a message from Georgia. We're back in what? 1776. In other words, we're back in the battlefield. And that's the reality. But the good news is that we have courageous people. Like I told Mattis Mad Dog, I told him, Mayday, Mayday, we're under attack. Where are you? Stop cleaning other people's houses and clean your own house. We have so much corruption here. But it is it is definitely possible to clean it. Once you remove the heads and control the bodies, you know where everybody stands. That's why the Lord made me a general. <laughs> and so I've done 12 years of foundation work, and now I'm about to go to battle. So I'm going to send this, this podcast all the way through. I have other avenues. I have other people that have uh, media boards. We're going to send it out because President Trump, I need to talk to you as soon as possible. I'm willing to go out there. I've been going out there in the battle. And I need the men now so that I'm able to go pick up who I need to pick up. And I don't have no fear in saying that, nor here, nor publicly, because God is a just God and justice is going to be done. Period. I, I agree 100%. And it would seem to me that that there's there's it's been an unusual quiet from the Trump camp as a recent. And it usually when that happens, it means they've got a lot going on and a lot in the background that they're taking care of and 
putting pieces in place. I believe they've already put the pieces in place. You know, I've been following several different podcasters, one of which is a group of guys who are former military. And they've been following the troop movements around the United States, troops that have been deployed, as well as assets that have been deployed, which is something that is not done just as a, as a drill. It costs a lot of money to deploy assets and equipment to different parts of the country. And so they were saying that it seems as if he's been putting these pieces in place for quite a while now. And, and I believe having the military be the distribution network for the vaccine was a part of that plan where he kind of was able to put the military in place without raising any alarms from the Democrats and people who have been fighting against him for these last four, four and a half years. Amen. Amen. And believe me, uh, I am not, I'm not here nor there because I already know it's a privately owned company. I don't, I don't know if Trump had certain knowledge of certain things, but I'm sure now he does. I don't know what his extent of his knowledge is. All I know is that I'm here for, of, and by the people, and I will stand up and I will be the voice of the people, the voice of the prisoners. We have many prisoners in there right now with assembled false cases. And so that they have to go through a proper court procedure. They have to have their day in court with proper due process of law. And what I mean by that is we need an actual grand jury run by an actual government, not a privately owned facility for profit. That's that's the issue that I have, is that when you have a for-profit situation, all of a sudden everybody's guilty. Right, this prison industrial complex. And they've been uh, disproportionately targeting African Americans to populate that, as well as Hispanics, and, That's and it, correct. It, it, it's a, it's the it's a form of modern slavery to a degree, especially when they do use these these inmates for labor and pay them like pennies on the dollar. They don't even pay the minimum wage, which I think is that in itself is criminal. So they are running these 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 rackets essentially. I mean, there was there was a I read a book called The Franklin Cover Up, and there was a judge out in the Midwest who was who was working with a a juvenile. He was a juvenile judge in a juvenile court, and he was working with a juvenile de detention facility for which he was getting kickbacks for sending young men to this facility. But what was worse was that they were also, for lack of a better word, uh, pimping them out to That's to other to other elected officials and and judges. Wow. And it's it's awful and it was blown wide open it's called the Franklin cover up. People can look it up. So th this is not an unusual occurrence and these people of so-called honor are anything but honorable. They're dishonor they're dishonorable and I and I've told them that in their face. I, I said I tell them you're dishonorable and you're corrupt and and that's it and a lot of times they don't know how to react. I mean, I've had, I've been chased to my car. I've been chased by unmarked cars. I mean, I've even called Washington because I've made every effort to contact President Trump. And I told President Trump in multiple to his campaigns that I'm willing to pay for all expenses except his privately owned jet because he needs to come in a safety. But the, I've made every effort to reach him. But I think God has a perfect timing for all of us for all this to be taking place. I was told by a couple of people that I'm coming into perfect alignment of what is happening right now. So in other words, the establishment of the court will allow him to come and impose because we're going to be doing an imposition of military powers. Why? Because the people have been deceived. 
The people are being run by a foreign corporation. And this is another thing that people don't know. Our military bases have been sold for a dollar, Nick. And I have proof of that. Really? And then at the end of the day, when you're sold for a dollar, you're given to a nonprofit company, which is owned by a communist party, to destroy. And I'm going to show you that communist party. If you got a little minute, we could look at the screen. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. So I guess what you're talking about, it, communist party, would probably be China, if I if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And other ones, I have also uh, Japan and Russia are also involved because the executive offices. Are you able to see that right there? Who how our buildings are structured? Are you able to see that? Yeah, I see that one that looks like a swastika. Oh, is that the same Denver. one? Or? No, there's different ones. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah <laughs> My gosh. So, so I uh, one of the courts that I investigated is in Pasadena, California, and the Lord puts everything in my heart. I just go investigate afterwards. It's like. I do things and then I look back and I'm like, wow, that's why I did that. But see, he guides me because all the codes were given to me by him also. I didn't go to any school to go learn all the codes. But I know that when I spit them out, the officers have to go look at their blue book like, oh, shoot, that's what it is. Huh. And so uh, the Pasadena courthouse used to be a military base. And when I did more thorough investigation, I pulled the grant deed and it was sold for $1. And I wrote to uh, Housing and Urban Development because they represented the, C the United States at that point. And it was under the Obama administration. In Pasadena, you have multi-million dollar homes, right? Well, guess That's what? Right. They didn't even bother having a hearing. They started knocking down everything and building bungalows, Nick. It, you know, it doesn't surprise me to hear that a lot of this occurred during the Obama administration because mm -hmm. uh, they, they were involved in a lot of the the selling out of this country uh -huh. as as have both democrats and republicans have been doing over the last several decades much of it to communist china and that why that's why so that's why so many people were so upset when trump took office is because he stepped in on behalf of the american people and put a stop to it and that's exactly why republicans and all these other government agencies are are complicit and had gotten involved in stealing this election from him because if given the opportunity, he would continue to execute block. his plan. Yeah, and block them and execute his plan to take America back for the for the American people. That's why I mean it's it's imperative that that he gets in office and he stays in office. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. People, people have no idea what's at stake. They've been led to believe that he's this awful person, that he's a dictator, that he's a racist and a Nazi and all these other things that the mainstream media calls him because they are the propaganda arm of this, this communist party that's infiltrated the United States. And so they painted him in such an awful picture that they convinced half of America not to vote for him, to vote for some old guy who apparently doesn't even remember his wife's name from time to time. So, so it, it's, it's, I don't know. It just, it's, 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 this whole thing is just very, very disturbing. But like you said, you know, God puts people in the right places to be there at the right time. And, and like you said, your, your efforts over the last 12 years have led you to a point at which you're in a position now to take massive action on behalf of the legitimate president of the United States to take back the United States from a de facto government and into a de jure government. Amen. Amen. Absolutely.
Wow. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I wrote a special note to him. I, I don't mind reading it to you. Sure. Let me see if I can pull up the permission once again. I'm really excited because this is the beginning of many good things to come. Now, there was a letter that you were showing me earlier with the, the great seal on it. Was that the one you're talking about? Oh, actually, yes. I think we have it over here. Let me yeah. go and put Where's my... I have so many computers here. Let's see. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Should be on Remember, the laptop. I'm not computer savvy here, so. That's okay. See. That's all right. Let's see. So it's here on the laptop. So what do I do? Switch? Um, I have it here. Uh, I'm ready to pull it up and add it to the okay. stream just so long as you have it on your on your screen so you can scroll through it. Do you have it there? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, here we go. Great. And what you do, you see it scrolling? Yep. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go and we'll just go through this just very briefly. Uh, if you look at the top here, the silver, I see the star there. That is our redemption right there. It's this common law court enforcement agency du jour going back to 1776. And you will see this is the their Supreme Court, uh, the common law court seal. And then we have the tribunal, which is this one right here. And to the President Trump and Commander in Chief. We have Al Linwood, his attorney, former General Michael Flynn, and of course, the current National Security Director, Nakasoni. And as we go forward, uh, an act of justice warranted by the Constitution, the obligation to protect and to defend by all military powers is invoked today. And not too long ago, the Lord says, and when they ask you who sent you, you're supposed to say the great I am. So that's why I have that Exodus verse right there. Mm. So I go, I come today in the name of the one who sent me. His name is the great I am. May our country never forget the foundation that our forefathers laid before us with Christian values created by the one and only true God, the holy God of Israel and the holy and of the holy scriptures as written and pursuant to public law 97 to 80. So there's actually a law, Nick, that people could check, but that uh, Reagan had disclosed that the Bible was the word of God. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go further down. I'm not going to go into all the details. It talks about the declaration. I'm going to mm -hmm. scroll down. And the most important part here is going to be this part, which I pulled out of the declaration. Are you able to read that part right there? I don't know if you could read it out loud. Yeah, I can. I can. So, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces, evinces rather a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security amen, amen. so that that is what what has to take place and so it, i put here what abuses and usurpations have taken place in america question mark beginning with our justice system or injustice system from a young age we are we are taught to think that the justice will be done in our courts of law. But one day we find out that the courts are privately owned corporations and listed herein. And then there goes the corporation status. And then of course, this is one of the directors slash owners of these companies. And of course you can see he's not even in compliance with the statement of economic interest. So what is he doing in that position? And he's been doing that for over 20 years. Hmm. And then we have Mr. Brooks, which is the acting comptroller of currency, who has knowledge of all the crimes committed to how many people? 
15 million victims. But yet he worked for the same companies, let's go back over here, that committed the crimes. Could you imagine? Wow. So in other words, you're going to put the head of the Department of Treasury, OCC, as the leader, and he was part of the companies that were involved in the same crimes of manufacturing false documents. And so I told him I would send him a 759-page report. And then, of course, we have Douglas Stern, which is the vice president of Fidelity, who manufactured all the false documents on 15 million properties. Wow. And as you can see, I put their pictures, so I'm sure that they're not very happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, and you should commit crimes against humanity. Okay, so if you could please read me the furthering. I don't know if you could see that part right there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. furthering the reporting of public corruption and all disqualifications of the corrupt judges in the state of California with a total of 17 courthouses. This list also includes the courthouse in Hawaii. The Federal Bureau of Investigation immediately washed their hands without even making an attempt to open the can of worms. This is also to include the head of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Christopher Wray. Uh, keep reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, no positive results. At let me read that again. At the end of the day, no positive results. So I take it up to the big boys in Washington D.C. Ben Carson, Housing Ur Urban Development, Officer of Inspector General, and all heads of the corporations. So where do the people go when everything around them became a private business or corporation? Wow. Yeah. Where do Today we? Go? Yeah, today, my fellow Americans, and on behalf of the people, we move this court, being the Common Law Court and Enforcement Agency International, California Republic, du jour 1776, to command, move, and acknowledge this writ, which is the Great Commission and the special judicial powers under the Almighty Sovereign God. We move to a positive law, being enforced by a sovereign political authority. And if you don't mind me, to, if you could please keep reading, because my eyes get teary. Yeah, no problem. We move to a positive law being enforced by a sovereign political authority. It is thus distinguished not only from all rules which, like the principles of morality and the so-called laws of honor and of fashion, are enforced by an inter indeterminate authority, who, uh, but also all rules, but also from all rules enforced by a determinate authority, which is either, on the one hand, superhuman, or, on the other hand, politically subordinate. In order to emphasize the fact that laws, in the strict sense of the term, thus authoritatively imposed, they are described a positive, as positive laws and exercising all military justice which governs the members of the armed forces to enforce these laws. While others use civilian judicial systems, but in our case, it is clear that we, the people, cannot use their corrupt civilian judicial systems. We move from military justice to include the preservation of good order and discipline, the legality and appropriate conduct for members of the military. This writ will enable the military justice through a special judicial writ to deal with the, these entire criminal and civil offense committed by their armed forces, public officials, public servants, and traitors. The American people today need to win our independence and freedom on the battlefield, just like in 1776, when we declared our liberty and freedom from our oppressors. Enough is enough. 
and our Father who is in heaven goes before us in this great cry to victory. My brothers and sisters who are suffering at the hands of these privately owned corporations, read prison, must have a fair trial with all due process of law, justice and liberty for all. And we the people declare and move forward for the sake of our families, country, and our future existence in this world with the highest authority in heaven and on earth, that being of the almighty God for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred, sacred honor. It is hereby ordered the imposition of all military powers from all military agencies and authority on a civilian population as a substitute for civil authority and being declared now in this time of emergency, war, and civil unrest. It is hereby ordered that all public offices, corporations, actors, traders, public officials, state and federal de facto government surrender their jurisdiction to the legitimate, legal, rightful, constitutional de jure government, which, as stated, is for, of, and by the people, and take plenary possession today and restore to original condition, the 1776 Declaration of Independence in the name above all names, Jesus Christ. It is hereby ordered that all diplomats and marshals under the common law court, jurisdiction and enforcement agency with the covering and protection of the common law court identifications are to be acknowledged and respected pursuant to this order. It is hereby ordered that all lands, properties, be restored back to the people, their homes that were fraudulently taken away, and all victims receive three times plus original in monetary compensation due to racketeering-influenced and corrupt organization violations. And as stated by General Flynn, we will fight like a Flynn, and we will make America great again. For, of, and by the people, in the land of the free and the home of the brave on this 22nd day of December in the year of our Lord 2020, with all due respect and all rights reserved always, Adriana Estevez, Private Attorney General. Special note to our President, Donald J. Trump, and Commander-in-Chief, thank you for all your hard work and dedication to our country. With all due respect, may the hand of Almighty God be with you always on this special day until our end of our lives on this earth and our eternal life to come in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And in closing, if the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and the corporations that will grow up around the banks will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their, father, their fathers conquered. This is a, amen. The last verse. And the last verse is uh, 2 Chronicles Chapter 7, verse 14, out of King James Version of the Bible. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. Amen. And this is the, um, the credit report of the courts. Oh, it's not on this one. Oh, here it is. Remember, I told you I have their Dun & Bradstreet credit profile. This is the court's credit report right here. You see that? It says corporation right there. You still there? 
But yeah, I, I, my mic was turned off. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, okay. line of business courts and type of business corporation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like how many employees? And their main their main location is a beautiful city called what? Riverside. Yeah. Huh. That's exactly, exactly where I'm located. I wonder where the Lord put me right in the center of the war. That's exactly. This is where they pick up all their money from all their uh, all the other courts. And then, of course, here we have exhibits showing letters to the owner of the court. And I explained to him everything that you had just read. And it's very detailed. Yeah, very. Well, there's a lot to there's a lot to uncover. There's a lot of evidence to present. You know, these crimes are massive. And this is it. Far reaching. Okay. Go ahead. This is the 700 form. And as you could see, we looked up Hoshino Martin and he had no financials. So once again, they're supposed to, all public servants have to have financials. Sure. Uh, transparency. Sure. Well, as you know, as we know, uh, they, you know, they've not been very transparent up at the, at the federal level with uh, people like Nancy Pelosi and, and Barbara Boxer and these other elected officials. Um, not disclosing that they have financial interests that mm -hmm. are, are contradictory to their positions. Yeah. Yeah, conflict, a financial conflict of interest, political conflict of interest, and spirit of brotherhood conflict of interest. Yeah. So, I mean, so we go back to the question, where do the people go? And so um, the Lord has prepared vessels and we're going to go out to war and that's the bottom line. But the word is very clear. If you're not able to leave your house and your lands and your family to do what's right, then that's where we kind of get stuck. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very, very heavy. It hasn't been easy. I mean, being persecuted by these individuals, them coming at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I call the White House and they give me my personal address for my house. So uh, it's very alarming and very concerning, but they would like to use fear over me. But like uh, Mrs. Harriet Tubman said, fear is your enemy. Never have fear, because if you have fear, we're just going to be stuck. Right, right. And I'm afraid, you know, that's that's what it's going to come to. A lot of people have been talking about the country devolving into a civil war. And unfortunately, what they've tried to do is pit Americans against each other, as opposed mm -hmm. to allowing us to realize who the real, uh, you know, criminals are in this case. And as you've just described today, these are our elected officials. These are people in the judicial branch, people in the executive branch. And they've got us fighting amongst ourselves when we should be gathering together and going and taking them down. That is correct. But the minute you stand up, I mean, you can't even leave your house now because they want you to wear a mask. But um, yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But we have to make every conservative effort while we're still able to speak because if it's going to end up like the Nazi situation where they have a black boot over your head and then you're speaking on the ground, it's completely useless. It's too late. And so it's too late. And so we have to make an effort now as a people to unite, not be against each other. If you ever watched the movie 99 Homes, have you seen that movie? I, it rings a bell. I don't believe I've watched it, though. OK, in the, in the movie 99 Homes everything that they do to the human they make it into a movie so they're giving you public notice so that you say they so that you can't say oh i didn't know that that was going to happen right so every movie is targeted to give you a public notice 
And in 99 homes, it shows how they took all these properties away with fraudulent, corrupt judges. So they gave you the notice, so that makes it okay, and it's not okay. Since when is fraud okay? Right. Well, according to their to their rules, metaphysical rules, it's it's if as long as they're doing evil, it's okay as long as they tell you that they're going to do it to you, which is it's just an awful way to operate, and and it's it's so it's become so apparent that our world has been infiltrated by evil. At, at so many different levels. And with this is a spiritual war that we're engaged in right now. This is mm -hmm. the final war, I believe, the one that is talked about in the Bible. That's correct. The Bible well, says there'll come a time where we're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have what? The mark of the beast. Correct. And so it's very, very clear that that's the direction that they would like to take. But we also have to go back to Genesis from the beginning in Noah's Ark, the Bible says that they were here there, they were here before and thereafter. Who is he speaking of? He's speaking I, of the fallen angels. The fallen angels laid with the human women and they had children. Those are your hybrids. And so a lot of uh, us humans, we only live so many years, so we have no idea. And they send us to this place called school, pronounced shul in Hebrew, which means place of the dead. Huh. And they teach you there. That you evolve from a monkey and they teach you that the world's spinning 100 miles per hour no the bible says it's on four pillars so what do you believe yeah i, I i'll tell you what i mean school uh, is nothing more than an indoctrination center to crush every bit of creativity that children are born with and every bit of mm -hmm. good sense that we have in our intuition and, and the knowledge that comes from within, that, that comes from being connected to God and to the, to the universe. And Amen. It's, it's sad what they're, what they're doing to kids these days. I'm glad to see that a lot of parents are, are engaged in homeschooling and keeping an eye on what their children are learning remotely during these times where we're during this lockdown. I think that's actually a, the, one of the silver linings of this whole thing is that parents got the opportunity to see exactly what their children are being taught in these schools. And I recall it's, seeing several videos where parents were just alarmed at what was being taught. Scary. It's it very is. scary. It is. The, the Lord says in his word that you have forgotten my law. So therefore, says the Lord, I will forget your children. In other words, people put their eyes on men and that's where they made a huge mistake. The Bible is very clear. Cursed is a man who puts his trust in another man. And that includes females. And so I, I say this to say that we've lost our ways and we have to come back and we have to get closer to God so that he can heal this land. And he knows that there's a lot of prayers going on throughout the four corners of the earth. I have a lot of people praying for me from different countries so that I'm able to stay alive because they've sent everybody after me. They don't want me to go public, but it is time. It is time to step out. Like I told uh, the officer, the general is in the front line of the war. And what are you going to do about it? And like I told Mr. Brooks, the comptroller, I said, what are you going to do about it? Everything has been reported to you. And what have you done? Yeah, absolutely nothing. But you've given them the opportunity to respond as 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 is kind of required, right? That's you, correct. Yeah. And, and when they don't, then they are... They've accepted the. How does that work? So if they if they don't respond, it's 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 it tacit acceptance, right? Yeah, silence is an acquiescence. In other words, they accept, and therefore we move in forward. So we're basically playing chess, 
the cool thing is that I checkmate them along the way. And the last positioning that I took, I put them all against each other. In other words, I reported the crimes to Ben, and then I reported the crimes of Ben to Oting, and then I and so on. So in other words, I reported the crimes to each other and caused a warfare up in that whole area. So a lot of them, like Barr, he removed himself. All of them had to go late. And so once again, my only question to them is, who's going to challenge me? Yeah. I have the evidence. If I didn't have evidence and I was just talking, that would be a whole different story. But I got a half a ton of evidence with all their stuff. And the Lord said, print out everything because they're going to take everything off the Internet. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have to have hard copies and backups of those hard copies. That's correct. So hopefully you, you've got that all. It sounds like you have that all figured out and you've got it all taken care of. So that's 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 the good news. But um, as just to kind of double back real quick to something we were talking about, the mark of the beast. And a lot of people, I'd like a lot of people to, to to stop and think about this, that soon without the vaccine, you won't be able to travel. You won't be able to buy or sell. You won't be able to work. And mm -hmm. and that essentially is the mark, uh, the mark of the beast. And it's going to do much more than just mark you and give you the ability to buy or travel or trade or sell. It's It's going to alter your DNA. You're no longer going to be a human being. You're going to be this modified genetic organism that they will then have control over. You will have, someone will have control over your body much more, much more so than already, than already is through our, this, this fake courts, court system that has been set up, this fake corporation that's set up that has control over your, your non-living entity your fictitious corporation that is your name that was on your birth certificate we we've gone into this in greater detail so we won't necessarily go into it right now but if, if folks would like to learn a little bit more about that they can check out episode four in which we discuss that in more detail but um we're getting close to the end here so in closing is there anything else you'd like to share with our viewers and listeners no, you had brought up the mark and i just wanted to tell you that it's in revelation chapter 13 verse 16 18 and he caused all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand and on their or on their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark in the name of the beast or the name of the beast and the number of his name, which we all know 666. Right. Uh, but you are correct. We we are my main concern, at least, is to get to all the lost souls out of all the things that are important in the world, even more important than family and money are your souls. And so my main, my main goal after we get done with this mission is to go on and preach to the four corners. I do want to say that once again, on the record, that I would like to meet President Trump as soon as possible, preferably before the 20th. We would like to make every effort because I'm here at his service to do what needs to be done. And like I said, he doesn't even have to go out. I already have men prepared here. I have the marshals from our corps, and I also have uh, the legal and lawful authority now to come in full force and there's no challenges accepted great that's that's, that's amen that's fantastic so, if you don't so, mind i would like to leave in prayer i mean if we're going to close up yes yes please do okay let me go ahead heavenly father i'm going to get on my knees heavenly father as i come before your presence my lord i give you thanks and praise father for this great opportunity father bless nick father and everything that he does father and I thank him for the opportunity to come on this podcast, Father. My Lord, open up the windows of the heavens, Father, and pour your anointing over him. And everybody who's listening, Father, touch them at this very moment, Father. 
And more than that, Father, bless President Trump and everything that he does, Father. May he go full force, Father. May he not be weak. Give him the strength of a buffalo, the strength of an eagle, and may he be firm like the palm tree. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray all this in closing, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. That was that was powerful. Thank you so much for leading us in prayer, as is so important during these dark times. We have to remember our connection to our creator and to Amen. the Lord. So thank you so much again for also coming on the show and sharing with us what you know and what you've exposed and what you have planned for these evildoers that have taken over our system at every level. So we really appreciate the work that you do and the work that you've been doing for the last 12 years. It's it's not an easy task and you actually are doing so at great risk. So may the Lord also bless you and protect you as well. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. May the Lord bless you and thank you for this great opportunity. And uh, everybody on Facebook, the Lord loves you. Don't forget that and make sure you bless us in and Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And is there some place that people can follow you on Facebook? Uh, do you do you accept uh, I, followers? Absolutely. I accept followers. I'm about to contact my media connections because once again, I've been private for so long, but I'm about to blast. I have uh, multiple people that I can connect to. Uh, I do need, I am going to be probably interviewed by Epic Times and uh, Tribune. And so I will go as far as necessary uh, to, to reach President Trump. Okay. Well, let me know when you choose to go public with information that people can follow you, if, whether that's social media or a website or whatever, and we can add that into the description section of this show so that people can click on those links and find you. Okay. So in other words, you just need my Facebook account basically or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. So send that over. And, and once again, thank you so much for coming on the show and Hopefully we have we'll have you back soon when and and we'll hear some wonderful updates with your work. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Okay. Bye. Okay. Wow, that is some good news. That's a lot of heavy information that we was shared with us today, and and this is something that I had no idea which was going on. That there are people like Private Attorney General Adriana Estevez that are working on our behalf and on behalf of so many millions of people that have had their lives stolen from them by this awful and corrupt system. So once again, we'd like to thank her for being on the show. And, and that is our show for the day, folks. As always, I hope we have left you entertained and a little more informed than when you started your day. And once again, I would like to thank my guest, Adriana Estevez, who definitely gave me a new perspective on the options we have to reclaim our country, as I hope she did with you as well. I'd also like to thank you, our viewers and listeners, for tuning in. And once again, if you enjoy what we do here at Free America, please head over to freeamericapodcast.com and show us a little love. You can also find this episode and others wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. And while you're there, please be sure to leave a kind word and a high rating if you like our show. So, for now, and a foreseeable future, I'm Nick Yaya. Stay free, America. Good night, everybody.